Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, gang. This is your host, Jim Francis and Seth Goldstein, bringing you another wonderful episode with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Today is my privilege and honor to welcome a truly a remarkable person, an artist in every sense of the word. The guy is brilliant. He's an also a brother from another mother. Guys, give it up for CEO and producer, director, Mr. Brandon Dean Johnson. What's up, my man? Yo, man, what's going on? <laughs> uh, there's always something interesting happening. Um, with me, you know, I I went to a, we went to a show last night. Went to a comedy show to see our our good friend um, Claudia Coloma, uh, 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 you know, rehearse and and do her thing, and she did a hell of a job. So I'm in good spirits because I laughed all night. You know, I I was I was I was happy that I wore I wore a diaper. So because <laughs> I it was one of those things. I'm sure, my man. I, it's it's amazing how to me it's amazing how every time. Uh, we talk, you're up to something new, like you're always uh, evolving, but at the same time, you're, you're, you know, you have, you have this, this new company, uh, 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 you know, big footer. Um, and when I met you, I think you were at nerd HQ, right? Oh, yeah, man. It, in a minute. I was, yeah. I was at nerd HQ probably in uh two. And I think we met like 2016. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I've always been, um, you know, always had my hands in something. And, uh, yeah, Bigfooters has been around for since 2012. Spot rocking. Really elevated to the next level right now. That's fantastic. That is amazing. You're originally from North Carolina, why? right? A North Carolina native. Yeah. Wow, that's that's fantastic. So long way from L.A., my man. Um <laughs> You studied you studied graphic design at Elizabeth City State University. Is that correct? That's correct. That is correct. That's fantastic. What got you going uh, in that direction? What decided decided it was the deciding factor? I this is what I want to do and go into art design and that sort of thing. Mm. I've always been so. Um, I remember when I was like six or seven, and I rented the cartoon at my grandmother's house, watching car, uh, you know watching TV paper and pencil in my hand. I just, you know, I love drawing at the same time. So it, uh, I was doing a lot of tracing of coloring uh, pages 
and I would just trace, trace, okay. trace. And after a while, it came to a point where I could, I could just not trace it, but, you know, and draw it even better than what it looked like at times. And that was at an early cow. That was at a really early age. So I just, I started to understand, you know, uh, at least basic line concepts, uh, like for coloring books. And I just elevated, elevated that to the next level. Um, And to tell you the truth, I've always known that I wanted to be an artist, but people around me didn't really understand it. Um, Being from, being from Fedville, North Carolina, uh, town. So it's, you know, just stay in, don't know anything else like what we do out here in LA creative creative work they don't know creative work Uh, so I know when I was in middle school my uh, guidance counselor used to ask me you know hey you're you're about to go to high school what's the path that you want to be on I want to I want to take art classes I want to be an artist and they would never allow me to do anything artistic uh, because they thought either I was going to go to the military or ball player because I play football uh, so oh, wow, yeah. So it was a struggle, and then it came to the point where, you know, my uh, my dad was asking me, "Hey, what do you want to do?" I'm like, "I, I want to do art." And you sure you want to do that? Because we don't know of any job that you could really get after after college, other than becoming an art teacher or something like that. Um, so yeah, now it's just me, you know, doing everything I'm doing right now. Uh, I, I this is what I've always wanted all my life. I'm just, I'm just, that is, that, and, and if you, if, if I may just say, my God, that is, that is amazing because here you are sort of limited in terms of, you know, they're telling you basically here, your life is cut out this way and you're going uh, against almost against the grain. If you were and saying, wait a second, I have dreams and aspirations that I'm going to go after. And then, so you start out on a trek to London at some point you're in London, right? Uh, uh, you're you're going around the globe. I mean, you you left your you left you uh, uh, what you knew. You know your comfort zone. And isn't it ironic how once you leave your uh, uh, both um, once you leave that comfort zone, um, uh, you know, and and discover what's out there beyond the fringes of what you know, life begins to happen for you, and those dreams become a reality. Isn't that uh, amazing? It's it's crazy. And yeah, I uh, after college. And I lived in Europe for three years. So I lived in Poland before I lived in London years. And then I moved to London. And yeah, I mean, it's also, I'm a military brat. So I'm used to leaving. I'm used to not being in my comfort zone. Right. Right. So I used to move around a lot as a kid. But as when I got older, I, I took that, you know, that ultimate jump and, was, and told myself, hey, how about we go somewhere where, you know, you're not the, the common person. And that's what I Holy did. Cow. That's what I did, and it, it really taught me a lot. Just not artistically and creativity, uh, cre- you know, creative, uh, mental, mental wise, and all. And that's that's how I was really able to start my journey, uh, being also a business. And not only that, you've inspired and helped children. Apparently, I have here in my notes that uh, you were inspiring children. Uh, all across the world and, and helping kids with visual arts and whatnot. Um, you know, what what was this part of now that I know a little bit about your story um, um, early on? Was this kind of part of 
you know, and it's also charitable, but it's also like you wanting to give to those uh, children. Uh, hey, look at I did it and look at my vision. I have a vision outside of what they're telling you. Is that kind of what you wanted to do and tell them it can be done, too, if you like, if you set it in your mind? Yeah, uh, that's the that's the ultimate uh, goal of me doing what I do, volunteer, uh, volunteering and mentoring. Um, at the moment, I'm I'm board chairman. I'm chairman of the board for right now, and we help at risk kids through art. So I mean, anything, wow. anything, dance. It can be culinary arts, fine arts, graphic design, music, whatever. We we have teachers go out and help uh, the kids, and you know, in in the low communities. Uh, I've done that ever since I got out here. So good for you, man. Yeah, bless your heart for. Me. Wow. It, uh, it kind of that, that's yeah. It kind of sucks because a lot of people don't understand it. They didn't put themselves in the situation that they're in right now. Um, so they they are going against all the odds trying to make it right. Uh, and if I can help, you know, just one kid get you know understand, hey, I can do whatever I want because I'm young. You know, I, I can become whatever I want in the future. Then that's that's the ultimate goal with that. That's fantastic. My man, I give it, I give you, uh, you know, I mean, just such admiration. I tip my hat off to you because I grew up in a gang infested neighborhood, which I'd never talk about with you. You didn't know that about me. Um, uh, I, I grew up in, in, in Northeast LA, it's the East LA area. And it was, um, government subsidized, uh, apartments and growing up in, in that kind of, uh, almost misery and deplorable conditions because a lot of you know, you couldn't play outside. So we had to stay inside for most of my childhood. And, 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 you know, what that looks like, it's, it's a scary thing. And although the gangsters, to be fair, they were nice people. They're just people that, you know, they took care of the people from within their, 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 their whole little cosmos, if you will. Um, yet, um, I went through a lot in that I couldn't do a lot of things that the regular kids could do due to the fact that there was a lot of violence and crime, but yet I always had a vision. I always planted a seed. I planted a seed and then cultivated it and, and got out of, eventually I was able to get out of there without ever joining a gang and going to college and gain a degree and doing everything else that I'm doing. Um, so when I hear of you saying this to me, it hits home, man. It resonates with me because I was one of those children, brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was one of those kids, man, who grew up in that kind of um, uh, poverty-stricken circumstance. But you can never, if you're rich in 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 ideas and 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 thoughts, and you have good parents that are militant and tough and hard on you, um, you do get through it, man. But not everyone has that that luck. So it's good that this kind of mentorship that you have started doing for a while now, as I understand, for many years. That, my friend, uh, is is very admirable because you're helping out a lot. And let me tell you, when if somebody would have gone out of the way to do that, what you were doing with us there in the community, I think a lot more people would have been rescued from from um, the claws of violence and whatnot. But anyway, um, so so thank you for that, by the way. Thank you uh, mm -hmm. from the bottom of my heart. I, I appreciate you big time for that. And you just went up like 100 notches on my book. <laughs> um uh, uh, you know, they don't call you Bigfoot for nothing. I found that you're like six, eight, man. I thought I was taller than you, but holy shit. You're like three inches taller than I, at least. Yeah. Um, and, and you have a big heart, man, an even bigger heart. So, um, you know, I'm so lucky to call you my friend, uh, um, bro. And, um, so I wanted to talk to you about, um, 
you know, Ratchet Rachel, where did that whole um, concept come about? And and can you describe a little to the listeners what what the Ratchet Rachel web series was and and how did your the idea come about? Yeah. So back story. So Ratchet Rachel is an adult humor puppet show, uh, and I or came up with it in 2016. And it was me and my friend Jose just going out in the living room with a puppet that I had and edited and put it on Instagram. Uh, so it came to a point after probably like three or four episodes, a studio that I used to work approached me and was like, hey, we want to give you money to continue to make these YouTube, Instagram type videos. And at that point, I didn't realize like, how big that opportunity was. It was kind of scary. They uh, present, and sure. you know, I didn't understand the contract that much. I was like, okay, you know, nothing can go wrong. I signed the contract, and you know, they gave me money. And from there, every Friday I got off work just to make content that I developed and came up with. Wow. That process probably went on for a whole year. And I was able to pay crew, you know, pay for equipment, that stuff. It was it was amazing, wonderful time. And we came up with with uh, a lot of material. But what I didn't realize at the time was that you know, even with money, you have to understand how to film, you know, how to do certain things. And I was still pretty young, and I was doing it all all on my own. So during that period, I was learning how to produce correctly. Um, but it came to a point where the studio was like, Hey, we can't really fund this anymore. Uh, we're going to pull out. So they pulled out of the deal. And now years later, we're still sitting on a really good project, really good IP. Uh, and we're just trying to expand that and trying to. So now we, in, in January, Indiegogo campaign, and we raised $10,000 to make a pilot episode for Ratchet Rachel. With this pilot episode, we plan on going to companies like Adult Swim, Comedy Central, Netflix, Hulu, and just pitching this show and trying to see, you know, if, uh, and if not, we're still just going to make content for YouTube and just, you know, keep going because we have a really good project uh, under us right now. Wow, that's fantastic. Brilliant. And, um, you know, it, it's uh, definitely... Um, Undoubtable mark that you're leaving, man, uh, behind for those uh, folks that are coming behind you that uh, things can get done and, you know, perseverance and, uh, you know what I mean? Like you just keep working at it, tenacity more than anything, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 uh, I wanted to talk about switch gears a little bit and talk about the vision you have. I know you have quite a bit of people working uh, uh, with you. Um, you know, there's different people that, um, you know, unmistakably they have their own skill set and they, and they bring to, to this, uh, uh, this fusion that, that, that Bigfooter is. And what, what are you, what is your game plan with Bigfooter? What are you guys doing with this company right now? You guys are creating uh, lots of content, right? So, and you guys um, have yeah. projects going? We have, we have a, a lot, lot of stuff in development, uh, right now, development. cartoons, one's called Wish 4. One's called Wish 4. Shocking. Both of those cartoons are kind of geared towards a cartoon network. Um, right. 
years ago and we won a bunch of awards for it actually uh won best film two times in two different festivals for that so now we're looking to try to go do another one um let's see Ooh, there's so much the original content networking event an event for people to come to that want to you know want to learn more about the entertainment industry people that are looking to network within the entertainment industry uh we're starting to bring that back after COVID. And fantastic yeah man it's, 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 i think i'm lagging yeah just a tiny bit but yeah go ahead okay so so this net network event happens every three months or is it uh, uh once a month once a month Okay, cool. And, um, and uh, okay, so so this is great. I mean, this is good. So it's like-minded uh, entertainment folks of all levels come together and then you network because at the end of the day, sometimes it's really who you know um, and, and, and bringing, you know, that's complimenting one another, maybe finding the right person, partner, and also knowing, learning about the company, your company, right? And that's that's fantastic. Let's talk about art. You're obviously a hell of an artist. I mean, for obvious reasons, you do what you do. Um, you have a you had a gallery uh, uh, pop up uh, that was fantastic. A hood, it's a Hoodland um, 101. Is and 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 you have all these different drawings. Can you explain to us where do these characters come from? Is it it's all part of the series of Ratchet Rachel? Is that correct? Yep. So uh, back. Back when I first started making Rachel episodes, it came to a point where I needed to make a So I actually built puppets of the Hoodlands. They're real puppets. Um, in December of, of last year, 2020, yeah, 2020, I, and I was like, you know what? I want to paint something. So I, I went out, bought a canvas, and I just paint a Hoodland. And I was like, you know what? This is pretty cool. This is pretty fun. So from there, I, I just went crazy. I made digital prints. I made uh, 3D prints. Wow. Things with the Hoodlands. And it came to a point. Fascinating. Yeah, it came to a point like probably like two months after doing that where I was like, you know what? I'm going to do an art show. And at that point, I had over 80 uh, paintings. So, Holy uh, cow. Yeah, man. I mean, you you came out to the show and you saw how it was. So the show was, was amazing to be uh, kind of like an introduction to you know the world of the Hoodlands and also excited for Big Fritters and the Ratchet Rachel show coming in a couple months. That's fantastic. That is that is brilliant, and you're brilliant. Just so you know. Uh, you inspire me and 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 a, a quite a bit of people, I should say. And and so your merchandise. Where can we pick up some of this merchandise? I know you're gonna uh, uh, help sponsor my show. That's that's uh, we're gonna be going uh, transitioning to live stream, and um, I'm gonna be featuring your art pieces and some of your clothing. And then I'm gonna also um, obviously give the links. But I want wanted to come from you. Um, where is it that they can pick up the merchandise and and the you know for the in the art pieces? Gotcha. Yeah. So the art pieces, those are 
Uh, so we're not selling those to the masses. When pop up, that's the only time we're going to be selling them. So the art art exhibit that was pretty much the one. So I mean, if people got it, then they got it. About these pieces right. is that you know, if we get the show picked up, the value of these pieces will go up. You know, and also we're going to be having pieces in the show. So we're going to tie in all the pieces that we did within the Ratchet Rachel universe. So it's going to live on people's walls. So that's that's for the art wow. itself. For the clothing, something else that's like also exclusive. So people can go to our website, and we're going to have limited runs of certain certain shirts. Uh, we're doing sticker packs, and within everything that people buy hand-packed and you get more stuff than what you actually pay for so say that you get a shirt you get a shirt you get stickers you get a, you know cap. we just you know make full experience for you shopping with us wow okay what's the what's the websites can you give your websites and, and instagram right now so that people can begin following you yeah, so we have a bunch of different Instagrams, and I'll spell those out real quick. So the main one is Bigfooters, and that's, you know, just basic Bigfooters. Uh, the next one is Ratchet Rachel, and that's Ratchet underscore Rachel. Um, and the next one is Hoodland Mania. And those are the three main Instagram pages that we have going uh, on. Uh, the website is bigfooters.co, uh, and there you can find our content that we're working on. You can find information about our next upcoming networking events and just all the other stuff that we have going on, while also you can shop our store there for the merchandise that we have. Fantastic. That is That is awesome. Now, what kind of advice would you give someone that's starting out just maybe like now and in, 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 in trying to make this sort of dream come true with regards to content, how could they start? I mean, you know, what are some first advice you would give to that person, be it a man or woman or, you know? Uh, I mean, let's, yeah, let's go back to what I was talking about earlier where I had a lot of obstacles in my, my face where people were telling me, no, this isn't going to happen. No, this can't happen. Um, that's the main thing. You have to get over those no's and those negative people. There's a lot of people that don't understand people's visions. And there was a lot of people that didn't understand my vision for what I'm building right now. So now I'm at a point where people really see it and they're like, oh, wow, he's doing it. And that takes a lot of time. So you're going to have to invest in yourself uh, and not have to really worry about what people are saying. Um, there is a time where you do want to listen to other people's opinions and other people's suggestions, but understand that it's all going to fall on you at the beginning and getting past that first hump is, is the hardest part. Uh, I'm still, I'm still fighting humps and, and people, uh, but it's going to, it's going to come to a breaking point as long as you don't break before that. Right. So, so yeah, that's, that's great advice, by the way. And, um, you know, it's, it's good because there is, um, there is a glimmer of hope, uh, uh, for a lot of people out there that, 
when you hit that bump, you might think it's done, but everyone has to go through working through a lot of these obstacles in order to get to where they need to get to. And even then, there's always obstacles. So there's always obstacles no matter what. But it's all about the journey, I hear. Um, more and more, every time I have someone, people talk talk about the journey. Because once you've arrived, you've arrived. But it's all that work, the toil, the nonstop, you know, um, long nights, sleepless nights, and, and that kind of thing. And all the variables and things that are against you that sort of make it fun, you know, make it kind of what it is, right? Um, to get to where you're going. That's That's fantastic. Um, I'm going to take a moment uh, right now. We have a, a sponsor for the for the show. Uh, uh, today is um, uh, Fearless. Uh, it's it's a book. It's a wonderful book by an author, a uh, good friend of mine, Sean Abaka, who's a survivor of mental health issues and whatnot. Um, last month, it was, uh, was Mental Health Awareness Month. And I just want uh, for all those people out there to know that there are people that have gone through it. There are you know, through convention or non-conventional medicine, they've been able to get through these demons and whatnot. So, yeah, pick up Fearless on Amazon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to a wonderful artist, great friend of mine, Brandon Jean, uh, Dean Johnson. And I want to know, when did you start getting called Bigfoot? Because you are a big, tall dude. Um, when did that start? Was it something you started in, in grade school or, or what was the deal? Yeah, uh, I actually got that nickname from my professor in college, um, and it was just a running joke. I I wasn't the type of student to always be in class at times, um, but I would always have my work done within the art, within you know the art studio. And my work was just scattered all across the the art studio, so I was like leaving my footprint places. And I, I guess I just came to the point. And also, I have I have a big foot. My my I wear. Uh, 16, 17 size shoe. So, what? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> you're kidding, right? 16, so, 17. holy cow! I have a. I wear a thirteen. And I thought thirteen and a half, and I thought I had a big foot. Man, your your print is is you leave a print. I mean, it's <laughs> when you leave a print, you're actually leaving a print, man. You're gonna leave a nice print in this world someday, brother. Exactly. Um. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's funny, but, um, so that's great. So you see uh, uh, all your, the stuff you're doing and whatnot and your company is pumping out and productions and whatnot. It's all on your, um, Instagrams. And so you have quite a bit going on in the next couple of years, I hear. Um, and I just, you know, I want to tell you that, that I'm super grateful for having you on the show. Um, I wanted to just pretty much, uh, reiterate that and and then and then talk about real quick um if, if you wanted to talk a little bit about nerd nerd, nerd headquarters with what was it like uh hanging out you know and with these great talented zach levi and david coleman i mean that must have been fun huh yeah man it, it's that time of my life was definitely weird because i didn't i came to la i was poor uh, you know, I, I, I actually was homeless for a couple weeks when I first moved out here. Me and my oh. me, me and my roommates, we were living out of uh, a car. So oh, wow. I would say probably I transitioned into Nerd HQ three months after all that happening to me. And it was it was a, a dream job simply because I was doing stuff for Comic-Con um, or during Comic-Con for Nerd HQ. Um, that's amazing. They, they had, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, they had me being the art director 
over there. Uh, so people were building, people were posters in their houses that I had designed, and we were we were selling this Comic-Con. Really, it was a crazy time. It really showed me that, yeah, if you put if we do it, any and it just came to a point where uh, we couldn't continue to go on. Uh, and I transitioned over into another studio. And it, I mean, Nerdy she was one of the best times of my life. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds brilliant, man. It sounds like you had a good time there, and you know, um, uh, uh, just being being around a lot of a lot of talented folks and and learning, no doubt, from other people. I'm sure you're learning quite a bit and stuff. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, I all of us that have had certain dream jobs understand that, and and you know, we've had to go through so much, and you deserve it, man. And from the bottom of my heart, you know, I'm just I'm just happy that they were able to, you know, you're so busy these days. They were able to to lock you down at least for 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 a little bit, you know, and get you on the on the podcast, my man. Um, I just kind of wanted to uh, real quick just thank you. And uh, once again, uh, can you uh, can you give us uh, your social media handles and where the people can find you and follow you? Yep. So we have Bigfooters, which is the main uh, Instagram page. We have Ratchet underscore Rachel, which is the Ratchet Rachel page. And we have Hoodland Mania, where people can uh, see all the artwork and see other Hoodland uh, activities that we're doing. Uh, we, do, we do animation on there, too. And then my 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 handle is Paul Q. So T-A-A. Um, my IG handle if you want to see what I, I'm doing personally. Um, but yeah, Jim, this thank you for the opportunity for letting me talk. And it, it was, it was a, you know, great seeing you at the art show. And I can't wait for us yeah. to, to continue doing stuff together. Yes, sir. We're going to collaborate very soon. And thanks again, my man. Um, and, and, you know, let's grab lunch sometime soon, okay? I got a lot to talk to you about. Um, otherwise, thanks so much. Uh, once again, guys. Uh, we have the fabulous Brandon Dean Johnson, Bigfoot. If you ever see him around, tell him I said, what's up? Tell him, oh, I'm Jim Francis's friend. I, I heard your 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 podcast on Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. And, and he is always very, very wonderful. And, and, and the guy is super likable. And he's very gracious. And he'll take a picture with you. And you don't have a problem, right, if they, if they take a picture with you when they see you out there? No, no problems whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so so that said i just wanted to wrap it up thanks thanks again my man and uh, until next time juicy divas confessions of a limo driver thanks buddy thank you. goodbye